This is Flight School, a podcast for women who are ready to spread their wings and take flight into their greatest potential. I'm Jen Lafine, a self-doubt and empowerment coach for women, a master teacher, a journaling fanatic, a possible thinker, and a recovering procrastinator who has been right where you are today. I've traveled this road, and in this podcast, I'll share the tips, tricks, and teachings, plus a few treats that helped me learn how to leave the cozy confines of my comfort cave and fly so that you can too. So, are you ready to take flight, my friend? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Flight School Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Today, I'm going to share something that absolutely changed my life, and I know it will change your life too. So get your journal ready to take some notes, because today you'll learn all about the very common self-doubt roadblocks that all of us face as we work on doing hard things. Now, I'm emphasizing the word common on purpose, because when you experience one or two or all of these roadblocks, I want you to understand it is not just you. But knowing what these roadblocks are and how they affect your progress completely makes the difference between finding success in doing hard things and giving up when things get hard. So, What is a self-doubt roadblock? When we start out on the path of doing our hard thing, wouldn't it just be wonderful if the journey was easy and carefree all the way from start to finish? (laughs) That would be wonderful, wouldn't it? But we know that our primal brain, the part of our brain that is responsible for keeping us safe, alive, and lazy... We know that the primal brain is just not going to let that happen. The primal brain, again, is the part of our brain that is responsible for keeping us safe. And it takes that job very, very seriously. It gets nervous any time we try to leave our comfort cave. It sees any challenging experience as a threat to one of the three jobs it has. Again, keep us safe, keep us alive and keep us lazy. So when the primal brain thinks that we are doing anything beyond what we do every day, in other words, staying safely inside our comfort cave, it launches into protection mode by throwing a self-doubt roadblock in our path. Now, the self-doubt roadblock has one purpose and one purpose only, to get us off track enough that we decide not to continue our journey to success. It wants us to run right into one of the self-doubt roadblocks, spin out, and turn right back around to what feels comfortable and easy, which means no risk to our primal brain. But that also means that we will never find success. So let's talk about what some of these self-doubt roadblocks are, shall we? The first one I'd like to talk about is one of my personal favorites, and I'm sure it is a favorite of many of you listening today, but that is procrastination. 
I'm sure you know what procrastination is, but let's just say that it is avoiding starting or working on what you need to do. Of course, doing hard things is uncomfortable for us. We've never done those things before. And because they are uncomfortable, the primal brain thinks that we are going to turn right back around and go right back to our comfort cave. Now, the problem with procrastination is that when we procrastinate, we actually are increasing the amount of discomfort that we feel. We have the discomfort of avoidance, and we add that to the discomfort that returns when we go back to doing the hard thing. So you try and try to delay to the point that it becomes stressful to finish. You find yourself rushing, and oftentimes we will find ourselves saying, well, what's the bother anyways? Let's just give up. So there is no bigger dream killer out there than getting stuck in a procrastination habit. The next self-doubt roadblock I'd like to talk about today is also one that I see a lot of my clients experience when they are doing hard things, and that is called imposter syndrome. So imposter syndrome often affects high achievers who bundle up their constant drive for accomplishment and attach their self-worth to their accomplishment. When they do this, they never feel like they are enough, good enough, smart enough, young enough. So I want you to think anytime you're hearing yourself use the word enough, it's a good sign that there's some imposter syndrome at play. So imposter syndrome is basically feeling like a fraud or feeling undeserving. If you are struggling with imposter syndrome, you very often underestimate your abilities. And what's so interesting about this is that others have no problem seeing your talents, but you have no idea what they're talking about or where that is coming from. Okay. You have a feeling of inadequacy despite the evidence to the contrary. Oftentimes, when you do accomplish something, you brush it off, you don't celebrate it. Sometimes you'll say, well, I got lucky. Have you ever said that? That is imposter syndrome. So the problem with imposter syndrome is that it will cause you to never start, to never move forward, or, and this is probably the worst part, is that it will bring on a feeling of shame as you say you are not worthy of whatever the achievement is that you accomplished. Nothing could be farther from the truth. So the next self-doubt roadblock that loves to keep high-achieving women from achieving their goals is perfectionism. Do we have any perfectionists out there? If you do, you're not alone. Perfectionism is an unrealistic expectation for yourself, and for your work. You worry about making mistakes and being judged for them. You tell yourself, you set just such an incredibly high standard for yourself. You tell yourself anything you do must be A plus work and nothing less is acceptable. You have very, very rigid expectations for yourself. You are overly critical of yourself and the work that you do. Now, perfectionists, also love to use all or nothing thinking. 
The problem is they think either it has to be 100% perfect or it can't be released to the world. It can't be shared. It can't be put out there. But here's the deal. Nothing is ever perfect. Okay. Nothing is ever perfect. We can always keep revising, 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 changing, redoing, all of those things. Nothing is ever going to be perfect. And when we get stuck in the loop of perfectionism, we often will find ourselves procrastinating because if we can't do it perfect, I might as well not even begin. And then we have procrastination. The next roadblock is also a popular one. And uh, you may have experienced this in your past, and that is confusion. Confusion is when you're doing hard things and you're chugging along, and then all of a sudden your brain sends you this message that you don't know what to do next. You don't know where to begin. You don't know what the next step is. You don't necessarily know what your goal is. It's almost like sometimes you get caught in decision paralysis where you just can't decide on what you need to do next. Like there are just so many options. Now, I often see this with my clients when they are in what I call the messy middle, which is the middle part of their goal work. Their enthusiasm and energy from the beginning has worn off and the result, the end point is not in sight yet. They're stuck in the messy middle. At that point, the primal brain starts getting a little nervous that you're making progress. And so it like, it's like it puts a sheet of ice in the road and your car just starts spinning, 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 and you can't tell which way is forward. You might be able to think of some options, but maybe you just can't decide or can't make yourself do those options. So the problem with confusion is that when we are stuck in the, I call it the luxury of confusion, We just are spinning out. We don't realize that we can step out of confusion at any time just by questioning the thought that I don't know what to do next. Because if I had you sit down and make a list of 20 things you could do next and said you can't get up from that seat until you come up with a list, I'm betting you would be able to come up with a list. And once we have those options in front of us, it's easy to choose one to do. This is also why journaling is such a beneficial habit. And it's why I always encourage my clients to journal um, as they are doing goal work. Because journaling takes all of the thoughts that are in your head and it puts them down on paper. It's saying, okay, enough is enough. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to figure this out. And literally with a list of 10 or 20 things or five or 10 things, whatever it is you think you need to do, all of a sudden you can see your options in front of you, you know what you can do. You can pick your next move. The next self-doubt roadblock that I'd like to share today is comparison. Comparison. Now the primal brain loves to throw comparison at you to get you to feel less than, to get you to feel not up to par with what it is you're trying to do. And when we are comparing, we are looking at others that we are perceiving to be farther along than we are, and we judge ourselves as not measuring up. Now, the problem is, and this is one of the problems with social media, 
and with the internet is it's so easy to look out and see so many people who are successful, so many people who are doing what you want to do. And you say to yourself, why is it so easy for them and so hard for me? I must be doing something wrong. What you're forgetting is that those people were beginners too. They experienced the exact same things and probably a few more things or a few different things than you are experiencing right now too. They're just farther along in their journey that that's not what they're focused on anymore. When you are caught up in a trap of comparison, I always tell myself and tell my clients, do not measure your beginning to someone else's middle or end. There is a learning curve. This is all a part of the journey. When you are comparing, you're forgetting, you're a learner. And that's exactly where you are supposed to be. Like I tell my clients, you are right where you are supposed to be. So the problem with comparison is that our self-esteem takes a huge, huge hit when we decide to stop and compare ourselves to others. The last self-doubt roadblock I'm going to talk about today is also a very popular one with the women that I work with, and that is the ever-popular should. We tell ourselves the word should or shouldn't. So shoulds are judgments that we make based on the conditioning we've received from society, from family, maybe from our education, judgments that we adopt as our own without ever considering if we actually agree with them. Think about how many things are you doing right now because somewhere in your mind is the story that you should be doing it. Not because you want to be doing it, but because somewhere along the line, you picked up the messaging that you should be doing it. So the problem with shoulds is, well, one, they're extremely plentiful in our inner dialogue. But also when we give into the shoulds, we are giving our power up to something beyond ourselves. We are doing things that we never decided for ourselves. It's important to know three things about self-doubt roadblocks. Three things I want you to know. One, everyone, everyone who is trying to do something beyond the branches of their comfort zone their comfort cave, experiences self-doubt roadblocks. Nobody has a journey from beginning of goal to end of goal that is easy peasy. Everybody meets self-doubt roadblocks. Even if you can't see it, all achievers struggle. All of us experience procrastination, imposter syndrome, perfectionism, confusion, comparison, and a ton of shoulds on a regular basis. Number two, experiencing a self-doubt roadblock is not a sign that anything has gone wrong. Quite the contrary. Take the appearance of a self-doubt roadblock as a sign that you are doing something right. You are leaving your comfort cave. You are stretching yourself. People who sit around and keep doing the same things over and over every day and never challenge themselves, they don't experience self-doubt roadblocks. There's no need for the primal brain to freak out and throw them a self-doubt roadblock. But because you are stretching yourself and you are growing, it is a good thing when you experience a self-doubt roadblock. Number three, tuning into your awareness about the experience sharpens each time 
you catch yourself bumping up against a self-doubt roadblock. It may be difficult to recognize them at first, but by building your awareness and curiosity, it becomes so much easier over time. So if you are trying something new and you bump into, let's say, a bout of perfectionism, you've been developing these patterns your whole entire life. It's going to take some time to develop awareness about those things. And then once you do, and you happen to be chugging along, doing your hard thing, trying all the things, and you experience uh, perfectionism, you can step back and go, oh, that's perfectionism. There you are. I've been waiting for you. You are a sign I am on the right track. How do you know when you're experiencing a self-doubt roadblock? Well, here's a couple things that happen to me when I am experiencing a self-doubt roadblock, and maybe you'll see them too in your world. First of all, I feel incredibly unfocused. I can be sitting at my desk and all of a sudden that my focus is completely gone. It's like I get all up in my head about everything and I forget my mission. When I tell people that the squirrel complex is real, this is it. Number two, I will often find myself craving sugar and carbs completely out of nowhere. I'll find myself standing in the pantry looking for anything sweet that I can shove in my mouth, even if I'm not hungry. It's almost like my brain is telling me it needs a boost of energy to keep going. And it's like mindlessly, I will get up and start looking for candy. It's like the joke about chocolate, craving chocolate when we're stressed. This is exactly what I'm talking about. I also notice that when I'm experiencing a self-doubt roadblock, I will pick up my phone a lot. I will often leave my phone next to me on my desk, turned off, but I notice when I am picking it up a lot during the day, those are usually days that I'm doing hard things. It's almost like I I think I'm giving my brain a little mini break by just picking up my phone and checking it. Number four, this one is a big one. I will often experience a feeling of shame, shame that I cannot get my act together, Shame that I cannot get my priorities straight. Shame that I have stopped moving forward and fear that I will give up on myself again. That inner doubter in me starts roaring in the back of my head. Finally, another thing that I will often find myself doing when I'm experiencing a self-doubt roadblock is I will goal hop. I look for the next shiny thing and I jump on over to it, telling myself that It is what I really want to do. So if I'm working on something really hard and a shiny new thing comes up, I've learned to recognize that is a distraction trying to get me away from reaching the goal line. I am more than welcome to pursue it once I have finished the work that I'm doing on this goal. So when you are traveling along the road to reach your goal and you bump up against one of these self-doubt roadblocks, it's important to recognize that you have a choice. Okay. A lot of us don't realize we have a choice. We can choose to either give into the distraction of the self-doubt roadblock and let it spin us right back in the direction of the start line. Or like I said before, you have a choice to say, oh, here you are. I've been expecting you. I'm just going to keep on going. So what I'm trying to say is that experiencing Any of the self-doubt roadblocks does not mean that you have to give into it. You always have the choice to acknowledge it 
and then get right back to work. Now, most people do not know this. Most people will run into a self-doubt roadblock and allow it to distract them away from their purpose. They don't realize that they have a choice, but they do. And you do too. Because self-doubt roadblocks are a part of the deal when you've decided to do hard things. If you know to expect them and you know that you can step around them, there is nothing that can stop you from reaching the finish line. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Flight School Podcast. If you want to continue to receive Flight School lessons directly into your podcast feed, please be sure to follow the show. And if you know someone who could benefit from what I teach here on the podcast, why not share this episode with them and help them out? If you are looking for more support to help you spread your wings and fly, please visit my website at www.jenlafine.com slash work with me to learn more. Have a great week and I'll see you again soon. Thank you.